0: Week zero was noteworthy, and not just because Illinois won in football.
1: Saturday was was good, if you're an Illinois fan. Sunday might have been great, because the Illini landed the Class of 2023 prospect that they were after hard.
0: Hey, Scott Ritchie will have the latest recruiting buzz. He'll talk scheduling. He'll talk Hupston Sweet Corn Festival, this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good morning, everybody. Can't wait for that Indiana-Illinois game in basketball.
1: Oh, I see what you did there.
0: All right. Everybody's talking about this Friday night football game. I'm talking about basketball. Scott Ritchie.
1: Yeah, if only we knew when they were going to play. <laughs> still waiting on that, are we? I, still I hadn't noticed. Still waiting on the Big Ten schedule. All uh, right. The NBA has their full schedule out for next season. <laughs> um, Major League Baseball. The season's not even over, and they've got next year's schedule already figured out. And here's the Big Ten, like uh, it's almost September. Practices are going to start in roughly a month, and we don't know when the Big Ten games are going to happen. It's uh, I don't know. I'm just Just, all right. just do it. What's I hate going to start
0: on? this uh, podcast off on a grumpy note, but that's Scott Rich, and He's grumpy already. I, I apparently touched a nerve. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette. Uh, basketball beat writer in two thousand one, man, that's a long time ago, isn't it? Well, twenty really, twenty one years—a long time ago. Anyway, though, we're referencing to, uh, Friday night's football game. Illinois and Indiana takes on added significance uh, now that Illinois won its opener on Saturday, and Indiana's no good.
1: I think they lost their last seven to end last season. So, yeah, a little rough.
0: All right. Be interested. Uh, Richie, hey, slow clap. He got a prediction right.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll remind our listeners that in football last year, I think I started the year like 7-0. and So who are you going to pick Friday? I think I'm already on record in uh, my other podcast, Inside Illini Football. Check okay. it out if you're not listening. Um, I have Indiana winning. So.
0: That's wrong, Scott Ritchie. There's time to change your your prediction?
1: Well, there is. I don't have to make like the official one until okay. sometime Thursday. Good.
0: Because as a... I'm a Hoosier, right? I was born in Fort Wayne, beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana. I had a sister who attended Indiana University in 1976 when you know they had a pretty good season. I've heard. Yeah, she celebrated wildly after they uh, knocked off the uh, Wolverines of Michigan in that title game in Philadelphia, I do believe.
1: Sure it was you have years.
0: any idea what I'm talking about, whippersnapper?
1: Yeah, I remember the season, but it was also just in broad strokes because I was negative 11 years old at
0: the yeah, time. Yeah, here we go with the age stuff again.
1: I'm just telling you, I wasn't born until 11 years after that happened.
0: All right, Illinois football will win on Friday night, so I've been, I'll i go on the record as saying that.
1: I was kind of impressed
0: uh, with how Saturday went down. All right, Not about the ticket-taking or parking or heat. <laughs> that apparently did not go well.
1: I mean, I got in fine. Very Did you? Late, well, you but, went
0: five hours early. Yeah, I was that's what you have to do, apparently. You were sober, I think. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good answer. Uh, it, it, you know, I know Illinois football has had a sordid history, but one thing they've always been great at is tailgating. It's a great scene. All right, it's flat. Uh, it's friendly. There's A lot flat. of beer.
1: There's lots of places where you can tailgate from. It's, I'm yes. just—I only know this sort of in theory. I've right, Given I don't get to tailgate. Right.
0: It is great. It's—it's it's the best. I would argue it's the best setup in the Big Ten. All right. Accessibility, not a problem. As you said, there's tons of space. You go to a lot of these other Big Ten stadiums where there's a lot of fans, hundred thousand, <laughs> and there's not a lot of space.
1: Uh, maybe there'd be less space if there were more fans.
0: All right, this is a basketball podcast. Let me remind you, Scott Richie, yep, So get sorry. off the football stuff.
1: Sorry, you brought up football so much.
0: <laughs> There's actual basketball news. Sunday afternoon, the good variety for Brad Underwood.
1: Yeah, I um, you asked last week if good things were going to happen on the Amani Hansberry front, and I said, you know, maybe, probably, but until it's official, you never know. But it's official. And Imani Hansberry did commit to Illinois uh, Sunday afternoon, and it's a it's a good get for Illinois. He's yeah. rocketed up the recruiting rankings after a really strong summer. Honestly, a really good junior year of high school basketball as well in a tough league. Um, and if Amani Hansberry is maybe the only high school recruit in this class for Illinois, which is, I think, on the table, can't be too upset about that. He's right. a good player.
0: The timing seemed right in that it's uh, there's no other college basketball news happening around the nation. A lot of national folks weighing in on this. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, and just because so much attention is on college football, I mean, the season started you know, over the weekend for some teams. Uh, there wasn't as much on the basketball front. And also just with Imani Hansberry, his profile has risen in the last – honestly like in the last two months just because he had he was one of the breakout stars i think that's maybe that's not going too far breakout star at peach jam at the end of july nike's you know season ending event in north augusta south carolina and almost took team durant to the final and not by himself but on a team with some like other legitimate dudes he was their best player and he's one of the was one of the best, probably five players in the entire event, which includes most of the top guys in the country. So I think just there's some interest in him just because of, you know, that kind of explosion on the scene, so to speak. And be interesting to see what that means, like, for the rest of his senior year. I mean, odds are he'll play really well again for Mount St. Joseph. Um, it's in the Baltimore Catholic League, and we'll see if his ranking climbs and what he's able to do as a senior.
0: All right, yeah. Um, does he start as a freshman here at Illinois, <laughs> and who does he start with?
1: <laughs> uh, I refuse to answer that question because, like, I don't, I don't know who's going to start this year. Yeah. I mean, I think I have an idea of you know probably who, it, I mean, not all five, but like. I couldn't even tell you who's going to be on the team next year. I mean, I think it's probably going to be most of, this, most of the same guys that are on the team this year. But this this is college basketball in 2020, too. Like, you just don't know.
0: It sounds like a cop-out, Scott Ritchie.
1: It's 100% a cop-out. Because, I mean, if nothing happens to Illinois in the next year, they're going to lose Matthew Meyer because he's going to be out of eligibility. Mm-hmm. And... That might be it. Everybody else can come back if they want. Monty Hansberry would then fill the one open scholarship, and boom, you've got your 13 guys. I'm sorry that doesn't happen. Like Terrence Shannon, maybe he goes to the NBA. Coleman Hawkins is getting some draft buzz, second round, but still some buzz. Uh, Maybe he goes to the NBA. Um, Somebody might transfer. It happens. like almost 2,000 guys transferred last year. There's just no way to know what the roster's going to look like a year from now as we head into the 2023-24 season. I don't know if I like your tone. I'm just being realistic. It's There used to be a time, maybe back when you covered college basketball, two decades ago, where it's like, yeah, you could project the roster out a year, two years, heck, even three years in advance. You get all these freshmen. It's like, oh, they're going to be here forever. Now they might not be there. Like some guys might not be there for like an entire calendar year. Brandon Pajimski was not at Illinois for a full year. Almost, he almost made it, but he you know signed in the spring and then transferred in the next spring. All right, latest recruit at Baltimore guy. Yeah, so uh, Chester Frazier, very much involved in that recruitment. I mean, he was the lead recruiter on that front, um, and Imani Hansberry plays in Baltimore now. He's f- he transferred to Mount Saint Joseph last year from uh, St. John's in Washington D.C., kind of a probably one of the better you know, teams in the in the district. But uh, so a Baltimore-ish guy, you can say. But I mean that's Chester's old stomping grounds. It's where he's from, so he's got great connections there. And um, when he committed to Mount Hansbury said that you'll mention both Chester and Brad Underwood, as you know. One of the reasons that he picked on was just the relationship he had with those guys.
0: All right. Uh, again, the home football game uh, Saturday. Uh, hopefully, if any recruits were in town, any visits, uh, they did not have to go through the ticket portals that were
1: backed up. I think they probably, if they're with Brad Underwood, <laughs> they can like go yeah. in a side door. <laughs> Excellent. Would be my guess. Uh,
0: any basketball presence uh, over the weekend? Uh, or is it uh, too early or too hot uh, to be doing that?
1: I mean, it was kind of hot, but I know, I think Pratt Underwood, I saw pictures of him there, did not, don't believe there were any, well, it's still August, There, I don't think there could be visitors, I think it's still, you know, that doesn't reset until the beginning of September, so, you know, this quote-unquote week zero thing, I don't think allowed for any visitors all right
0: uh, anyway i'm really excited about indiana illinois taking place in basketball i think that's a that's a game that will draw a lot of attention a lot of animosity a lot of uh, emotion um has anything changed in the big 10 here in the last since i've uh, forced those early rankings from you uh, to alter those two being on top
1: i don't think so okay and it's i mean they're like Opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but like Indiana, we all know who and what they are. It's mostly the same team as last year, plus two five-star freshmen, and just a matter of if, like a sub five hundred team in the Big Ten, which they were a year ago, Mm -hmm. can be that much better. One of the NCAA
0: tournament game, mind you.
1: The first four game, then had some travel issues, and then ended up playing St. Mary's and got just beat at the buzzer yeah they were opening (laughs) buzzer i would say they they did get beat at the buzzer and then also before the buzzer and then before that and before that and that um but they just they have some cohesion they've got some i mean trace jackson davis is a good college basketball player um they can shoot it a little better i think that'll be a difference um but then illinois lots of talent individual player talent but just Not sure how it's all going to come together, and if it does, it could be a really good Illinois team. Uh, It might not early, and there's going to be some games early in the season against UCLA, against Baylor or Virginia, against Texas, where Illinois still might be trying to figure things out, and they could be tough, and might just have to look past that, get to the heart of the Big Ten season. Maybe things have gelled, and you looking to defend it. All right. A lot, of,
0: a lot of changes that Josh Whitman has introduced since his uh, role uh, as athletic director started. Um, Brad Underwood hiring. Obviously, the best move so far. I would – hard to argue against
1: that. Yeah, I mean, I think it is. You know, the second – I mean, probably number two – and it depends on, you know, kind of how you value, you know, Big Ten titles or, you know, postseason success is Chris Thomas with volleyball, you know, did take you know, the team to the final four. Uh, mostly, you know, Kevin Hambly's players, uh, almost exclusively, but, you know, did you reach that level, but hasn't maybe matched that, I mean, hasn't matched that success, Brad I do know has got a couple of Big Ten titles recently, and... Seems to be trending in the positive direction. Seems to Scott Ritchie. Yeah, I'm not going to just assume that it all still happened. I mean, gotta make it. You gotta make it happen on the basketball court. Um, but yeah, I think Brad Underwood probably would be the best hire. And oh. it's just it's, it's basketball at Illinois. That's yeah. I don't want to get into the whole basketball school football school thing that has ripped apart the athletic department at Kentucky, um, but. If Illinois is not a, a golf school, then it's it's a basketball school.
0: No known feuds uh, over on campus.
1: No, I actually, I, you know, asked Brett Bielma this because you know Brett Underwood and his temporary offices is at Memorial Stadium, so he po- has popped into practice several times um, in the last few weeks, and those two, Brett Bielma and Brett Underwood, get along really All well.
0: Right. Who'd you take in a fight?
1: Is it in the parking lot of a pizza hut? Because then it's Brad Underwood. Okay. He has the experience in those settings. All right. say um, at the 50. Probably still Brad. Really? I don't know where
0: you're coming from, Scott Ritchie. Have you not been involved in a fight? Well, I mean,
1: really not in some time. Why don't we just
0: go at it after this? We'll <laughs> okay. have Ed Bond take wagers and see who wins between us. You want to
1: go there? <laughs> I'm not going to say no. No, but, you I know, All right. Th- Brett, I don't know he's got that pizza parking lot in Kansas mentality. He's going to throw down.
0: Getting a text from Prophetstown, right? I'll answer that later. Don't know who that could
1: be. I would um, imagine it's not you. Brett Bielma because if he still has a Prophetstown number, I'd be surprised.
0: Ed Bond is the producer of this podcast and uh, was at uh, Illinois Football. He'll be at Illinois Basketball. We like uh, seeing what pictures he produces, although he failed miserably on Saturday. <laughs> oh, hi, Ed. He's listening, just making sure that he forgot to send any kind of pictures. Voice of the eye Brian Barnhart, sent me a great picture from Grange Grove, high above Grange Grove. That seemed to be hopping.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the the tailgate scene was great. Then when people decided, hey, maybe we should go to the game, yeah, they couldn't get in.
0: Okay, here's where I'm getting to is there's got I think basketball is popular enough that maybe there should be a a, a welcome party for the the players and coaches before home basketball games.
1: I know it's cold, like like the Illini walk that the football yeah, team does. Yeah, why not?
0: I bet if you well, asked the b- Orange Crush to do it, they would do it. They are always lining up hours early to get the best seats in
1: the house. They would be the ones because. Um, in January, there are no like tailgates right um, so there's just there's not people there to do that and like the team gets to the arena pretty early, sure, three four hours beforehand.
0: but I think it still works. I think the fan base is that rabid here for basketball that it works. Do they come through the the tunnel portion or is it still that little security guard? checkpoint that they mysteriously enter
1: um i think they still go through like the little security hut okay all right like maybe we meet there
0: call it the HUD. (laughs) i think it could work let's work look into that for me scott richie could you sure thank you okay hey what else is happening basketball wise Uh, still kind of dead time you know not much uh i saw ty pence the former illinois offer uh is playing football for saint joe and, and made some Catches in the uh, Spartans' upset of Monticello over the weekend. Yeah, okay. good.
1: He's good athlete, good baseball player too.
0: Okay, you think uh, you think th- there are still star basketball players who play other sports? No, <laughs> like no,
1: not <laughs> really. at all.
0: Okay, it's pretty rare.
1: Well, and just using Ty Pence as the example, played football as a freshman, then didn't for two years, mm-hmm. and then I guess just as a senior, you know, go out with your friends. Um, and he played baseball too, and gave that up. Jalen Quinn, former Tuscola star, great baseball player, gave baseball up to pursue basketball. Good football player too. It's just once you reach that level in one sport, that's where most uh, typically where most of the attention goes at that point.
0: All right. Speaking of the one sport stars, and who uh, who is Illinois next targeting um, uh, in whatever classes are they're targeting?
1: Well, that would be the still twenty twenty three through i think they've offered one player in the twenty twenty six class um but they have that class of course has yet to play any games of high school basketball um but in twenty twenty three there's it's really just not that many guys left um and Illinois doesn't have to necessarily add any more high school recruits it just depends on what Brett Underwood wants, how things shake out. But, um, in that class, they're still recruiting, uh, guy like a point guard, like Nicolo Moretti from Italy, um, who's playing, well, at least, at least last year, played high school basketball in Florida. Um, a couple other more recent offers. And these were like in July. So, um, be like Brady Dunlap is a six, eight wing plays at Harvard Westlake in California. on a, a pretty good team. Uh, Knocked off uh, Brownie James and Sierra Canyon in one of the state tournaments there in California. Um, Then lost to Sierra Canyon in a different tournament uh, as well. But season option, still on the table. Dennis Parker, uh, 6'7 wing out of uh, Richmond, Virginia. Again, Chester Frazier country. Fits the profile what Illinois once long. Athletic wing, won a state title last year so. Comes from a winning program. Um, like those guys got their offers in July so that's they're a little more recent a little more relevant perhaps um 2024 class of course have the commitments from ZZ Clark and marez Johnson then it's basically like all in on St. Rita James Brown, Noe Easton um really kind of being you know the guys you know in that 2024 class right now um 2025 Got some in-state guys, Melvin Bell from St. Rita, of course. Um, A former in-state guy, Bryce Hurd, who left Kenwood for uh, Montverde Academy. Uh, I think is going to have an entirely brand-new roster of all transfers um, this coming season, basically. And then, of course, um, now a top-five prospect in the class of 2025, with Champagne ties Coa Pete.
0: Be an interesting guy to talk to. Richie. I'm not uh, telling you to. I'm not budgeting it yet, but that'd be a great story.
1: Yeah, I mean, just his entire family is just sort of yeah. interesting because got a bunch of siblings, and every one, last one of them was an That's athlete. Crazy. Yeah. A good athlete too.
0: Uh, what are the one? Uh, is going to be your first chance to talk to the the current folks uh, on campus? Uh, I'm That's interested. A uh, in the international prospect. Uh and is interested in uh well shoot, we have so many storylines because so many of these folks are new.
1: Yeah, two thirds of the roster, yeah. essentially. So won't be hurting on that front. Um I think, you know, workouts on like on the court workouts, I think might have picked up at the end of last week, so they'll do that for a month, eight hours a week split between you know, the coaching staff and Adam Fletcher. And then I don't know if we'll get anybody between now and then necessarily, but when practice starts end of September, like kind of last week of September, hopefully we we'll start getting some basketball players.
0: Um, uh, Your AP Top 25 poll, of course, does not come out to what? Late October, I guess.
1: Usually about the – third week of October?
0: Has anything happened in the last three weeks that will alter your thinking along those lines, uh, despite a, a near-coaching brawl at Kentucky? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Kentucky still will be good basketball-wise. Uh, not a lot, and I haven't settled on a sort of a post-transfer season you know, ranking yet, um, but I did mention on previous podcasts, I was thinking could go a little... Outside of the box, and it's not too far outside of the box because they're going to be pretty good. But most everyone, I imagine, will vote for either Gonzaga or North Carolina number one. And I am leaning towards the Houston Cougars. I'm all right with you I'm doing that. Yeah, and I wonder because, like, a lot of times, like preseason poll, like, there's enough talk about it for. Months that it's sort of everyone just kind of votes, winds up voting like very similarly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if just how much rosters have changed and will change every year on a yearly basis if that doesn't inject just maybe a little more nonconformity into it.
0: All right. Um, good morning, on Nation. 6 a.m. every day, unique mm-hmm. online content uh, by Scott Ritchie on all things college basketball. Uh you've been delving into early bracketology, which is uh, now a year-long business. Yeah, uh, not which
1: w- long after the tournament right. ends, they have a projection for next year.
0: Which way uh, Illinois is trending lately? Uh, Around me. a
1: five or a six seed right now. Okay,
0: still um, too high, in a uh, or low. I don't know how you you say that. And I would, I think they wind up as a three seed.
1: Could be. All right. I'm just telling you. I think five or sixty. I mean, that's for a team that no one knows except for maybe Brad Underwood, like what it really looks like, it's probably fair.
0: For a team that is going to win the Big Ten or finish second.
1: Maybe a little low. Then. Yeah. That's well, how I'm looking at it. I think, for well, what I said last time, four is reasonable right okay. now.
0: What will it take, uh, as good as things are going, to get back to that number one seed conversation uh, where they were in the COVID year in Indianapolis?
1: Well, it's going to come down to a kind of a young team, a, very much a new team, figuring things out quickly and getting wins against teams like UCLA or Baylor and Virginia, or Texas, you, you pick up some signature wins in the first month of the season. Um, don't lose any silly ones. That's going to push Illinois up the pole. And then when it comes in, staying there, you know, throughout a Big Ten season is tough. But I mean, you just gotta have to win the ones you're supposed to, and maybe win a couple on the road that you're not quite, you know, the favorite for. But I mean, there's a path, but. I think it has to start with winning some of those you know, marquee non-conference games early in the year.
0: All right, uh, this uh, NBA Minute brought to you by um, uh, all my kids who love the NBA. Kay. Okay. They, Chet Holmgren being lost for the year, devastating for Oklahoma City this year, I guess. Well,
1: it just will allow them to tank again, and right. then they can draft Victor Wimbanyama. Your guy, And then they can play... Seven five Victor Wembanyama and seven foot Chet Holmgren together, and maybe even seven foot, you know, Alexey Pokusevich. and just go all in on the skinniest dudes in the NBA.
0: Any updates with uh, I.O. who was on social media last week um, and about to enter uh, his second year as a Chicago Bull? We had talked about maybe he's, he was being overlooked a little bit after his uh, successful freshman year there with the Bulls.
1: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting place for him going into year two okay. because in theory Lonzo Ball is going to be healthy. Uh, the Bulls signed Goran Dragic in free agency. That's going to eat up some point guard minutes. What did that tell you when they sign? Well, tell me that like they're going to try as best they can to trade Kobe White finally. Okay. I think that has to happen because it's going to be time to either pay him or let him go. So trade him now, get an asset um but io like he needs it would behoove him to have an opportunity to get on the court this year because he signed uh I think he just signed a 2 year rookie deal as a undrafted free or as a second round pick excuse me um and could be in line for you know an extension and like he showed last year he can compete at that level mm-hmm. but i just i wonder if the same if he'll have the same opportunity you know in terms of you know, amount of playing time, you know, amount of time playing the points, starting, like all those things are going to go down a little bit if Lonzo stays healthy, and if Goran Dragic isn't too old.
0: He is pretty old. Tell me if I'm wrong. The NBA has not announced its entire preseason schedule yet. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, it sure would be nice to have the Bulls come down here again. What do you think? Can you pull that off for me?
1: to champagne? Yeah.
0: Um for a preseason game like back in the day. When when did this happen? Well, the, the, it's happened a couple times and uh and then Utah came down with Darren Williams. Ed bond remembers these days. Make it happen, it would be a, a rare exciting NBA preseason game. That
1: would be something. Yeah. It, I'm all for the Bulls coming to champagne. Um I guess I don't know send him a tweet or something like hey have basketball Check on it. have basketball arena we will we'll accept any nba team coming here
0: like the nfl preseason they, they can be some dog games but if you put it in the right place the unusual place and the nba has done that in the past they've been pretty good about that
1: if you put the bulls in champagne the place will be full yeah how
0: about the bulls jazz again let's go the, that route and uh, you might get two familiar faces
1: maybe one for sure
0: Jazz made a trade. Uh, does that influence uh, at all what happens uh, to Kofi in your mind? Like a recent trade? Thought they did. Didn't they last week? Am I am I imagining that? I thought they
1: Got to tell you, I don't they, really keep, you know, on top of my dream You covering football nowadays? Scott Ritchie? is that it?
0: Is, or are you trying to cover college basketball? Is that keeping
1: You going? know, I'm you're Mostly, at the Muhammad Seymour football game on Friday night, you're everywhere. I am everywhere. So my NBA time is okay. Oh, so they traded Pat Bev. Okay, um, for I don't know, for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. Yeah, your boy Stanley yeah, Johnson. Yeah, my boy <laughs> Stanley Johnson.
0: Um, doesn't appear to have any impact on uh, no. Kofi's, the the uh, one that has the impact right. on
1: Kofi was the the trade. The was the Rudy Gobert trade, yeah. which didn't ease. The sort of logjam at center. Okay,
0: looking forward to that. Those camps get started, I think uh, mid September or so, maybe late September. Yeah, those NBA camps. So it's good to have interest again. All right. Yeah, there's
1: Illinois guys that are like relevant in the NBA.
0: That might uh, that will tell you why the program is getting good.
1: Yeah, and if they they can stable add a couple more next year, we'll see.
0: All right, before I let you go, Scott Ritchie, any other uh, basketball tidbits? Uh, that we need to know about. It's Brett Bealhamma Media Day, so we don't have you for all for long.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just waiting on the Big Ten schedule, and then uh, coming up at some point here soon on Good Morning Atlanta Nation, I'm just going to have kind of a primer on all 14 Big Ten teams, just to catch everybody up heading into. You know, the start of the season because a lot has changed um, pretty much everywhere except for Bloomington, Indiana. Good.
0: Can't wait. We did the football uh, ranking of the conferences over in the News Gazette print edition on Sunday. Uh, Looking forward to seeing where the Big Ten stacks up in basketball conferences as well. Yeah,
1: well, this is a a note for uh, October, but um, I think three weekends in a row and weekend extra in the pages of the News Gazette, it's going to... Just be all college basketball. Oh, thank you. Ranking top 100 returning players, top 100 freshmen, top 100 transfers. And then a ranking, I believe, and this is something. And I'm not going to write about all of them, but a ranking of all 361 Division One programs. Let's go. Love it. How about that? Can't wait. 361.
0: It keeps growing, doesn't it, every year.
1: Well, there's four more new ones this year. Yeah. After, I think, four new ones last year.
0: All right. Uh, if you want to see Scott Ritchie, uh, go to Hoopston this weekend. He'll be there for the Saturday Sweet Corn Festival. Uh, always his favorite stop. What are you looking at me that way
1: for? <laughs> Uh More like, since I'm going to be chasing the sun back from Bloomington on Saturday morning in right. the wee hours, right. I'll be sleeping most of the day and, oh, miss, just, and miss the Sweet Corn Festival. You know, that's a bad
0: mistake on your part, even if you're going to be tired, Scott Ritchie. Head to Hoopston. Maybe you see Thad Mata uh, running around. I guess he's it's, it's not
1: <laughs> off the table. Maybe he is from Hoopston. Don't know how often he comes back.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk to Scott Ritchie next Monday. Thanks for joining us.